Welcome to the Mission Guys podcast, where we talk about anything related to leading transformation in the church. I am Nick. And I'm Rick. And we hope to help you as leaders in the church, leadership teams, practitioners, to more effectively mobilize the church to achieve its mission. And in this episode, we'll be talking about this very podcast. Why another podcast? Why the Mission Guys podcast? So who, what, why? That's what we're talking about today. And as always, we are going to begin this discussion with prayer. All right, Nick, thanks. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, first thank you. We thank you for our leaders in the church. We thank you for bishops, pastors, lay leaders, principals, members of leadership teams, members of chanceries. Heavenly Father, we just we just pray that you encourage that you open our ears, our eyes, help us to know you, help us to know your will for your church. Give us the tools we need and bless us in this podcast. May every listener find value in it, Lord. May it provide value to enable them even further to fulfill their unique mission. And we ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, Rick. So if you're tuning in, I mean, why another podcast? I mean, I think I looked it up yesterday, Rick. I think there's like 3.3 million podcasts now. It's like there's an ocean out there and we're just another drop in the ocean. So why why tune into the, tune into this one? And and top of mind for us is um we believe the Lord's invited us to create this. Um this isn't for us, you know, this isn't about uh, our work at Acts 29. This is about what God's doing. We believe in the church and what he's given Acts 29 to just give away. Uh, and so our, it's our hope that as we're having conversations about leadership and equipping leaders to do mission, it's our hope that what we're experiencing in our ministry, we're just helping to put ammo, if you will, equip further pastors, bishops, lay leaders to just become even better. And so with that said, um, great to talk about who we are, right? Absolutely. Absolutely, Nick. So, um, you know, my background, I've, I've had a career. I've had a, you know, I've, I've been around leadership my whole life. It started with athletics when I was young and, and for over 40 years, really, from athletics to then I had a career. It was mostly in Ford Motor Company. Um, it was in human resources. The majority of my career and my passion in my professional life was all around helping leaders be even more effective, helping teams be even more effective, helping teams become healthier. As a matter of fact, some of the tools that we use now in mission guiding with Acts 29, the tools I was using in my professional career were by our good friend Patrick Lencioni. Yeah, that's right. You know, and I didn't know the guy was Catholic. I didn't know he had any faith based. But, uh, you know, those kinds of tools are tools that are effective. And yet, this journey with you, Nick, I've, I've only known you for a few years, and you really feel like a brother to me. And this journey, I know you have the same kind of passion I do, to apply what we've learned in our lives and on our journey and what we do, what we do together when we travel together, we work with bishops, we work with leadership teams, we enable them to become healthier. Um, it's it's using the things we've learned our whole lives. My life probably being double your life, but um, we, <laughs> not quite. <laughs> and you know, it's it's just a blessing to be able to do this in the church. Amen. And and you know, for those listening, I mean, Rick's 
story. And I'm, I'm sure you'll hear more and more of his story as these episodes go on. It's just tremendous to see Rick take all that God equipped him to do his whole life and now bring it to bear in the church to help Catholic leaders. For myself, so I'm a father, I'm a husband. Um, my wife, Emily, and I have three kids. Number four is on the way, due in, due in October. And we've been, you know, kind of missionaries working in, if you will, quote unquote, professional ministry, if that's a way to say it, um, you know, for, I don't know, 12, 13 years now. And in my own journey, I, I grew up the son of an entrepreneur. And my dream was to take over my dad's roofing company. That was the dream. You know, get the wife, have the kids, raise a faithful family, and, uh, and, and have a successful company. But as the Lord grabbed hold of my heart and brought me more directly into the church and invited me to study theology, uh, I went through a time when I first started getting into the work of evangelization directly in a diocese. And I saw the level of dysfunction, um, at times the, the, the deep need for equipping leaders in the church. I remember saying to myself and saying to the Lord and crying out like, Lord, there's got to be more help. Like here we're trying to talk about evangelization and get the gospel out, but we don't even know how to have a good meeting. We don't even know how to have tough conversations with each other. We don't even, you know, know how to pray with one another. And, and I was just struggling because I didn't have an answer. And I, and I don't know if I still have an answer, but I know we have some answers now. And so in that journey, the Lord brought me to the work of Patrick Lencioni. He, he trained, the Lord invited me to work with a group to get trained and equipped in it. And now this dynamic of the, the best of leadership practices that are true, good, and beautiful, that are, whether you call them secular or not, or you call them, um, uh, you know, at the heart of the gospel, they, they're, if they're true and they're good and they're beautiful, they are of the Lord. So the leadership practices with the power of the gospel and what we call our three essential principles, this is life-changing stuff. And I, I have been blessed by it. My wife and our family life have been blessed by it. And now to be able to share this with leaders in the church and to see it transform their lives, to see burdens get lifted, to see joy return. Um, this is, this is at the heart of who I am, and I just, I just love this stuff, and I am so grateful to Jesus that He's invited me to, to be a part yeah, of I'll it. I'll tell you, Nick, I'm just grateful to be, you know, associated with you in this journey together. So as I'm going up through the secular world and career being so important to me, my wife Sue, two great sons, Sam and Isaiah, who you know, um, you know, this journey was happening, and, and while that was going on, I meet Father John Ricardo. I was a parishioner at his parish, and we got to the point, my wife and I, were, were getting more and more in, engaged in the parish. You mm. know, it, it finally was hitting us that I've been a Catholic my whole life, but it wasn't driving my life. Mm. And as I, as I saw that parish, Our Lady of Good Counsel Parish in Plymouth, become so vibrant and, and, and getting more engaged in that and seeing how it could use help in leadership. You know, and, and yeah, so absolutely. that's what started that. And, and uh, the short story then is, so now here we are together. You know, yeah. we, you know, we we won't get into all those details. There's so many beautiful details. And the funny story that I remember, you and I are going out to Denver. And we're going out to meet with, you know, our, a great, <laughs> great leader, great friend, Archbishop Aquila, his leadership team, phenomenal group. And we're just blessed to be able to work with them. So I remember we're in an Uber, and you'll know it too, because... You know, in early in our journey, you had already been out there a couple of times. I'm just joining the team at the time. I had just retired from Ford, essentially, and I was doing my own consulting. And I was like, okay, this is a new journey here. And, and the Uber driver said, what do you guys do? And uh, you, without mi missing a beat, you said, oh, we're Catholic missionaries. 
And I, and I was like, what am I? Because in my mind, I don't know. I, at this point, I don't know what I am. I, am I a retired farm guy? <laughs> yeah, am, yeah. I, am I an executive? <laughs> am I a consultant, a leadership consultant? I don't know what I am. Missionaries. <laughs> I mean, they're in hot places, third world yeah, countries. Yeah, yeah. And, or they have white shirts with a tie and they're going door to door. I mean, they're I, not in Uber I, cars I, in Denver. Not, That's where they're not. not. It's <laughs> not in Uber car in Denver. So it was like, I, and then, okay. And then it took me a while just to process that. And by the time that trip was over, I left saying, you know what? I'm a Catholic missionary and you know, and that was a couple of years ago now. And I just, I just love it. So, and, and as we are guiding together and we're guiding, um, we'll talk more about that in, in this, as, as we talk about this podcast. Yeah, so that's anyway, exactly right. Just appreciate anybody who is interested in becoming a, a healthier, stronger team on mission, the Lord's mission. Amen. You know, we hope that this podcast really does provide them value and guidance and and we'll be asking for their feedback so it'll help us continue to improve at what we do and help in what we do and then hopefully even help others amen and so that's who we are we're catholic missionaries at acts 29 led by father john ricardo just a couple of knuckleheads trying to help leaders in the church become even better so what's the format of this i mean this is this is this is going to be prayer focused topics you know, each, each one of these will end with kind of a mission challenge and a kind of prayer to activate that. We'll do that today or in this episode, excuse me. Um, but let's talk about just briefly, like what is mission guiding? Cause that's kind of the, our term. Yeah. It's not a term that's common to people, mission yeah. guiding. And that's, that's driving this podcast that, that work in mission guiding. So what is mission guiding? Well, well let's share a brief definition yeah, yeah, yeah. Good we'll idea. in some of the topics. And I think when the topics get as examples and then each subsequent episode, when it digs into some of these topics, I think it'll even be more clear. But for now, let's, let's say that, you know, as a part of Acts 29, and if you ever want to learn more, we'll go to the websites and check out Acts 29. You'll see a lot of work that the entire uh, team or missional family we call ourselves is doing. But we essentially... Nick and I and then other mission guides, we accompany leaders. We accompany those leaders and their teams to fulfill their unique mission. And we do it in three essential ways. As a matter of fact, we call these three ways our three essential principles in all that we do in Acts 29, but certainly for the mission guiding. The first is we are part of assisting them in reacquiring a biblical worldview. So they as a leadership team it's critical that they reacquire a biblical worldview. Number two, that they are more than a staff. They can't simply be a staff. And we help them become more than a staff to become a team, more than a team to become a highly effective team, and more than a highly effective team to become a family. Right, because team's not biblical. Family is, right? Amen. Um, A family on mission. And then the third is helping them collectively discern God's plan. And we'll talk more about that one, but collectively discerning God's plan. Smart people, but it's not about these smart people coming around and trying to wrestle on whose idea is going to go. It's about these disciples trying to listen to the Lord and discern what's God's plan. And we call again, we call these things the three essential principles. They're not, they're not steps. They're not a method. They're not a program. They're principles for transformation in the church. <laughs> that word program, it just makes us cringe, doesn't it? Yeah. This is not programmatic. Right, right. <laughs> so, so these three principles for transformation are at the heart of Acts 29. And this is what we're walking with leaders to do is immerse their, their organization, right? So it can be a parish, can be a diocese, school, immerse what they're responsible for, their unique mission in these three 
these three essential principles. And we these three principles, there's something cute and fancy we came up with. We believe God's given us these three principles. He invited us to codify, kind of witness something that he did over the course of years um, in ministry with Father John, us here at Acts 29. And now we've gone from, hey, we think these principles are true to we've tested them, we've implemented them, and others are doing the same thing, and they're working. And so we believe they work whether you're in urban or suburban or rural, whatever situation you're in. Even your family, this has tremendously impacted me and my family life. So these three principles for renewal are what we're going to be pressing into from a leadership perspective, and that's the work of mission guiding. So what are some of the things we're going to be talking about? Yeah, by the way, I wish I could claim any responsibility on hearing those uh, principles. You and the team (laughs) and the family established those through Father John and the broader team, and I give you all credit for that. All credit to Jesus Christ. Amen, amen. amen. You know, the other thing I'll mention, though, is the other thing we do are these two-on-ones. You know, Nick and and myself, we will have two-on-one Zoom sessions and personal meetings with church leaders, yeah. and whether it's the bishop, whether it's the COO, whether it's the CFO, whether it's the head of evangelization, whether it's the, the vicar for clergy, you know, uh, and, and from those two-on-ones, we are having insights as to what is going on with leaders. We have been privileged working with fantastic leaders in the church. We have been also blessed to be exposed to real challenges mistakes as we've made a lot of oh, mistakes. Gosh, I've made a lot of mistakes in my career and it, it it all works together to enable us to help each other. And that, that'll also feed into this, into our podcast. So with that in mind, let me give you some examples or we'll share some examples to all our listeners out there. I'm going to use listeners plural because I know at least we'll get Emily, your wife will at least get two. <laughs> so I mean, at least we have two listeners out there. It's it's a command performance, as Father John would say. You know, so so here's an episode that's coming soon. And this, we we had a great discussion with with a person who is a leader in the church, multiple dioceses, and uh, and and as we're talking to him about this concept of having a healthy missional family at work, he asked the question in all sincerity: Is it possible? Is it possible to become more than a staff? Even you know, even more than a highly effective team is is even more than where team members enjoy spending time with each other, where individual lives and individual life needs and desires are integrated with that of the team and the mission. Great question. Now we know the answer is yes. It's happening. We've seen it happen. It's happening here in Acts twenty nine. Yes, and, and we're growing, adding team members, and it's adding into that beautiful yeah. family. And, and that's growing, and, and we're seeing that happen in other places around the country right now, too. Now, and that said, in my, you know, 30-year career in corporate America, yeah. I've probably was on maybe may, maybe two teams where it was what I would call really healthy. Yeah. You know, it's it's rare for that to happen. We recognize that. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. we know we've had enough experiences in in the leadership of a diocese or in the leadership of a parish where there's a lot of, there's a lot of, uh, you know, unhealthy behaviors. And we hope to help that. We hope to help that. Exactly. Other things we'll be talking about, how do I identify and raise up leaders? You know, how to equip your team? Practical things like, you know, how do I run a meeting? You know, how do I run great meetings? You know, what's the role of meetings? I remember <laughs> I was working with one priest years ago and he just said, you know, Nick, I've just come to accept um, what my uh, my mentor told me 
and that is meetings are penitential suffering. And I thought I laughed because I've, I've experienced that tons in ministry, but that is absolutely not true. Meetings do not have to be penitential suffering. Meetings can be really um, engaging. They can be productive. They can be fruitful. And they could be something you look forward to as a leader. They should. In fact, they should be. Yeah. You should look forward to the yeah. meetings, you know. And that sounds crazy. But it's possible. We just, we just finished two days full of meetings, right? I mean, we, we ran up here after two That's full right. days of meetings. Right. We're energized. We're exhausted. But they were so they were great meetings. Another thing is about every, say, fourth episode or so, we're right. going to interview people. We're going to interview great leaders, both in the church and secular world. And, uh, you know, we want to be able to learn from their successes. We yeah. want to learn from their mistakes as we've learned from our own um, successes, our own mistakes. That's right. Like what's, what's God doing in this leader's life that's making their ministry, their team, their, you know, parish or diocese fruitful. We want to hear about those things right. and hold those up as examples because we just want to always, always be reinforcing there's hope. It's possible. You can do this with the Holy Spirit. You can do this. Amen. Amen. You know, there's other others that are on there. You know, for those that are into organization design, organization theory, you'll know what life cycles of a team are. But life cycles within a team or with a team within a biblical worldview is another level. And it's it's pretty exciting. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about emotional intelligence from a biblical worldview. Yeah, Rick and loves like emotional intelligence and he's good at it. Okay, so as we start to kind of wrap this up. We're going to do something like this every time. We have a mission challenge. But before we get into our mission challenge for you, we want to articulate something right out of the gate, gate here with this Mission Guys podcast. And that is our scripture passage that drives this work. And this is 1 Thessalonians 2.8, where St. Paul says, with such affection for you, we were determined to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our very selves as well, because you be, had become so dear to us. So for Rick and I, in the work at X29, for mission guiding, one of the things we've been convicted by in the Lord, and we've been blessed to be able to, to do, is offer everything we do for free. Freely we have received, freely we are to give. And so in mission guiding, everything we do is free, and that there's no, there's no contracts, it's just brother to brother, brother to sister. Um, and that f- deepens this reality of 1 Thessalonians 2 way, where we can just come in alongside you as a leader and not only give you the gospel of God, not only share with you um, the power of the gospel, but to give you our very selves. We have so much love for those who we have been invited to partner with as friends, as disciples on the journey across the country. And we are so eager every time we get to go see them. And we, one of our favorite things to say is we love to waste time with them. We love to get to know them, their spouses, their families. We love to, as much as we can, just be with them because knowing who they are, seeing them as brothers and sisters in the Lord and really acknowledging that allows us to both love them, minister to them, be ministered to by them, and to see them as as like 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 uh, Ricky said so well, like we're with the out of town cousins that get to come in mm-hmm. and reunite with the family from time to time. We don't get to be we don't get the joy of participating in the day in day out work, yeah. But to just yeah. walk with them. And and I don't want to always contrast to the secular world, but having 
a lot of experience with working with consultants and then being a consultant. They yes. still do some of that work. It, it is a different dynamic, absolutely, when there's always that, there's that transactional, there's that business relationship, yeah, yeah. there's those financial considerations, and there's this fly in, tell you what you should do and fly out versus truly being embedded you know, and developing a love for the people because we're on that same mission. Right. We're on that same mission. We're not charging for that mission. Yeah, and it's so, breaking bread together. It's just all the all the doing it's doing life together, you know, as much as we can anyway from uh being not necessarily being in town. All so right. we'll we'll come back to that scripture passage in our in our future episodes as well. And and before we take it to the mission challenge and, and then close it out with a prayer, Nick, I just want to tell any listeners that, you know, if you have any ideas, any reflections, any re- recommendations for people we should interview, for example, any thoughts, especially when we get it into the digging into the deeper dives on the on the topics. We'd like you to send it to the mission guys. So it's the mission guys, all one word, at acts29.org. Now here's the catch. Acts29.org is A-C-T-S-X-X-I-X dot O-R-G. The mission guys at acts29.org. All right. So here's the mission challenge. Do you as a leader, could be as a father, as a mother, as a pastor, an associate priest, could be as a lay leader on a team that leads a team as part of a team, as a bishop. Do you have the attitude of giving your very self in whatever area you lead? So what we want to do now is just pray with that, pray for you with that, having the attitude of giving your very self. And it's challenging because so often we've been hurt or burned or burnt out but only by having that attitude of giving your very self are we able to bring transformation to the lives of those around us, to build that deep trust that's so necessary to be on mission together. And so let's pray for this to just right now to be activated, Rick, and uh, anyone who's listening. The Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. amen. Holy Spirit, we ask you right now to come, to come and fill Rick and I, and to come in a particular way right now over every heart and mind who's listening to, the, listening to this. Holy Spirit, I ask you to, to move in power and those leaders out there who are struggling or wanting to give even more to their teams, to their families, to their leaders, to their people. Holy Spirit, right now, I ask you to move in those hearts to give them the grace and power to give their very selves. And Holy Spirit, I also ask you for those struggling to even want to do this right now, for whatever reason that might be, whatever pain they might be in, Holy Spirit, I ask you to give them the grace to see where they might be struggling and why they might be struggling. And Jesus, we know you are Lord and it is your desire to always love us right where we are. So we ask you to do that now. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right. Thanks, Nick. So that's it for our very first episode of The Mission Guys. Go and give of your very self.